He's been compared to Hitchcock, which he doesn't like, Brian De Palma, and occasionally Edward. Good evening and welcome to Midnight Video's Doomsday Clock, a collision course countdown of the cat's whiskers of cult with your hosts, me Jim Hall. And me for Walsh, tonight with the hands poised at 8 minutes to midnight, our own mitts are donned with black gloves as we stalk the beautiful ladies of Rome in Dario Argento's deranged thriller, Tenebrae. <laughs> Countdown continues, and yeah, Dario Argento was actually the first director in a listener's vote thing, wasn't it? He was. Listener's vote thing. <laughs> that jobby thing you we did. No. That doobie ferking. And uh, yeah, I remember we got a lot of feedback on that first one, and you were saying, should we actually do all three as a special? <laughs> and um, no, I'm, I'm glad we've held back and um, kept Rained this in, in reserve. Um, so yeah, should we get ahead with Tenebrae? Tenebrae is a sexist novel. Why do you despise women so much? He's a best-selling thriller writer, but when murders mirroring those in his books begin during a publicity trip to Rome, the bloody trail leads back to American novelist Peter Neal. Will the superscribe clear his name before any more throats are slashed? Who is the flashback woman in red heels? Why is literary agent John Saxon so attached to his trilby hat? And who let the dogs out? You know what? I think this was actually the first time I ever came across Argento. Um, back when this came out, I remember seeing the back of a magazine I had. It was probably either Starburst or Doctor Who Monthly or something. They had an advert for... You might know the name of the label. It was like someone who specialised in soundtracks. It might have been Saraband or something? Yeah, Saraband. Yeah. So all of these soundtracks were done in a grid it's probably like 20 of them and amongst them stuff I'd heard of like uh, I think Sword and the Sorcerer Mad Max 2 is that Road Warrior? yeah in, yeah, in yeah. other territories Wavelength as well so I think it was the first time oh, I heard nice. of Tangerine, Tangerine Dream, Dream yeah. Videodrome cool which I think I'd heard of because Debbie Harry was a sort of a, a, a big figure at the time and Tenebrae you know and I'd never heard I, I, mean, I remember really being struck by that word which I'd not come across before and Shut I still have <laughs> yeah. but it sounded great mm. the poster for it was great which I'll come on to in a second but I love the fact that this was obviously the advert was aimed at soundtrack fans mm-hmm. whereas I had no idea what, what this meant so like, not actually Goblin <laughs> yeah. but three of the men were so <laughs> close you know Simonetti. I was thinking, who are the yeah, Garibaldi, um, <laughs> Ravioli, and um, oh. Libretto. Whatever. I hope and, we uh, haven't got any Italian listeners. Oh, I do, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. But um, the the poster was great, and because it, um, it's, I'm sure people know it, it's it's a woman's head leaning backwards, and in the context of the film, she's just been killed, and surprisingly, it's Dario Argento. But that's not immediately obvious on that poster because it reminded me a lot. It's not surrounded by glass, and um, it reminded me a lot of the Altered States poster with William Hurt's upside down head. Yeah, yeah. And also something I loved watching the making of this 
was the original poster on the London Underground. Her throat was slashed. <laughs> but they had there was some worries from London Underground, so they made it. Uh, they made the the company amend it, and so it's kind of it's, it's either a red ribbon or a bow tie she's yeah. got round her neck. <laughs> Which again, I was watching this thing on the back of this this uh, soundtrack thing and thinking, why has she got this red ribbon? What is this film? You know? <laughs> um, so I was delighted to watch it a mere sort of thirty years later. <laughs> Is this um, your first viewing? First time I've seen it. I'm still not that familiar with Argento. Because, okay. I mean, I know you're not much of a fan of Suspiria. Uh, we're, 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 we're in a minority with that. But um, Suspiria had such a build-up to me. I remember for years reading things like, this is this is what horror films were like before you were too old to see them, you know, mm. uh, before you were old enough to see them. The, the expectations were built up. I still find it quite an incomprehensible mess. But the more Argento I watched, because I did enjoy Phenomenon one way or another <laughs> and uh, yeah I, I did enjoy this as well so I am tempted to go back and look at um, gives the Spiria like a third third bite and in third with a crystal well. bloomage I've seen that I remember liking it that's but great not yeah. like being knocked out by no, it but no. um, I'm, I'm probably more drawn to the fantasy ones than the giallo oh ok because yeah. even though this is more of a giallo it's, yeah, it's got yeah. elements to it you know, there, there are notable things about it's it it's quite it's, it's pretty strong giallo I think yeah. personally I know this is hands down a million miles away Black the best down. the best best Argento for me nothing well I mean Bird with a Crystal Plumage comes close but I, every single thing about this I love go on soundtrack yeah the soundtrack it, after all that yes now I understand <laughs> what got this so, uh, it's so, so good man. I love Phenomenon although I think when we reviewed that Phenomena Phenomenon Phenomena Oh, sorry. Yes, it is. It's phenomena. Phenomenon is the John Travolta with the. <laughs> it's wishful parasite. thinking. You. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it has. He's got a parasite on the base of his skull. I think. Has he? Is that what I it think is? Yeah, is that has... how it pans out? I saw that. Like, well, oh, I've not seen it, but the girl I was uh, going out with at the time said I went to see it, and that's yeah. what it turned out. It's like the Wrath of Khan. If there's any problems, <laughs> get in touch with her. It's, it's like Pulp Fiction meets the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> <laughs> when we did Phenomena. I, I love the score of that, but it's not entirely Goblin, is it? There was a lot no. of, the best thing on that I thought was the Bill, Bill Wyman thing. <laughs> but this, wow, it's fantastic, isn't it? So much so that when you let me the DVD, I actually sat through the Goblin live at uh, Glasgow Arches, that's thing, which was that's they just about pulled it off in terms of being old blokes who were trying to still. I was quite impressed with it. Actually, yeah. I thought that could be really, really awful. Yeah. But uh, they, no, they, they nailed it. They but nailed man, it. It's pretty frantic. It's it's. Yeah, it's it's useless as talking about the soundtrack other than it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. But also, I I love the story. I love the setup. I love the fact that he went from things like Suspiria and Inferno with this very heavily stylized um, supernatural element, but also very Barber esque. I mean, there was it was just steeped in Barber, you know, the colors and stuff. And this, he went. Apparently, he'd seen um, Possession by Zulavsky and was quite influenced by the the brightness of it. the the uh, The palette was absolutely different. Even even the way the camera is, in some ways, you know, they, he he Zulavsky is very famous for uh, all handheld stuff. It's always really kinetic and dynamic. And Argento sort of managed to marry what his style had been and then tried to do something along these similar lines so he had these extraordinary uh, Luomo Crane Crane shots going over the house stuff going through things 
before even I don't know Fincher must have been like quite young at that but yeah. I doubt he'd ever have watched this maybe he has mm. but I just love the the yeah the dynamism of it it, it really is like um, it's extraordinary feel. it's like someone's suddenly finding their way again for me personally because I'm not a fan of those um, middle or gentle films. I don't know if the people because <laughs> he did it in this. He, he did the same thing in an opera like a few years later, which I really like as well. But it lends itself to the story so well. I love the the performances in this are all great. I mean, if you've got a tolerance for this kind of acting, then you can get into it. Like uh, the the thing it really reminded me of, if I can relate it to Midnight Video, is like uh, the driver's seat or identikit yeah. with um, Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. It has that same approach of presenting a Rome that is not the Rome we're familiar with. Um, there's something very modern about it, yet for us as contemporary viewers, it's steeped in a, a different kind of history. But it works really well. It, it does feel kind of. It, I know you might disagree with this because you think the sci-fi in the 70s has a tendency to feel very 70s sci-fi but for me that's always futuristic anyway There's a, it's like the Barbican you go to the bar- mm. every time I go to the Barbican I was there like two weeks ago and I was still blown away by how odd and different it feels it, it feels very removed and it's like a reflection, uh, like a an odd reflection of something. Well, the odd thing with this, which I'm sure you've you've come across as well, is it's not made explicit in the film. But Argento said the idea with this was it's meant to be set 15 years in the future, post-apocalyptic. After yeah, something <laughs> like a nuclear war or something. He said this is why it's so depopulated. Uh, but also, yeah, like you say, he's deliberately not gone for showing all the famous landmarks of Rome. It's something looking a little more futuristic. It actually even reminded me of the humanoids, some of the um, yes, kind yeah, of architecture, yeah. totally existing architectures like, that they, yeah, they yeah. kind <laughs> of looked at for that. And looking around on that as well, he said the same with phenomena. That idea was meant to be set in a Nazi, a world where the Nazis had won World War Two. You know, there's no reference to it. In no, the thing, but, but it's just meant to be. That's why people are acting in such a cruel way to each other. But and when I kind when, of, when um, I encouraged it, when I saw that as well, it did actually like change my opinion of that film like mm. massively. I don't know whether this is just like a postscript thing he's done yeah. and. If he has done that well, but whatever. But it, it, that has actually it really does, altered my way of viewing yeah, things. Even though, ways. yeah, you certainly don't watch this thinking it's a post-apocalyptic film. There's something about it, and I quite like the idea of those things that you, well, subliminal things, you don't pick up on them, but they kind of make sense when you hear about mm. it. And you think, yes, that's why it felt a bit... You did feel something about it, but you yeah. weren't sure if it was incompetence or <laughs> something else. Well, look, something we've got to say about this is you say you like the plot. Um, I like the film, but the plot's kind of an irrelevance. I think Argento thinks that as well, doesn't he? It, it's a whodunit, but it, I read I read the review in Time Out, and mm. they said he cheats like hell to get this <laughs> to work. <laughs> and it does. It's so twisted how they get this, because you're thinking, you, I, as I've said on a previous occasion, I really don't like whodunits, because I think they're all a bit, you know, they're just about who done it and there's no, there's nothing else going on it's just the the crossword puzzle kind of element yeah. and with this I did genuinely think well who's doing it and then thinking well it can't be so and so and it can't be so and so I won't tell you who it is um, but yeah in order for it to work you're thinking oh piss off <laughs> <laughs> but there was something wonderful the the audacity of that I liked yeah, I no. liked yeah um, but I, did, it, I do find like, I mean if you get to walk to <laughs> if you get to watch more Gialli that is 
very prevalent. I mean, that's prevalent in Argento's work anyway. But it, the the, uh, the actual whodunit element mm. of it is usually just uh, it's very like low rung on the ladder yeah. of like filmmaking. It's more How about the style and that. stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. This does have an, a hell of a lot of red herrings in it, not just to, um, to facilitate that <laughs> plot, but just for a second. I was going right the way through thinking, why is John Saxon so obsessed with that hat? That's yeah. going to be significant. It's not. No. <laughs> it's, no. It's, How um, does that stay on your head? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I don't know, did you see the commentary? Oh, you said you watched it, I think, like years ago. The um, well, Kim Newman's commentary with Alan Jones. Ago, yeah. and, um, I think Alan Jones interviewed John Saxon about this, and he had no memory of making yeah. it. But they did conclude he probably did it in two afternoons between many, many other films <laughs> on the continent. But do um, you think he's pretty much like Bruce Campbell in that film? Though he he's occupying that, that kind persona, of isn't he? Yeah, because <laughs> if he is meant to look post-apocalyptic and futuristic, he's not. No, unless it's uh, radioactive dreams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the best—it's not a red herring, but it's one of these things that you're thinking, why? are these constant flashbacks to a scene on a beach with this uh, girl in a white dress and red high heels and it's clearly something from somebody's past although we, we don't know who's till the end and despite how noisy and powerful the Goblin soundtrack they have this quite whimsical kind of little piece over that. Yeah I quite like that Yeah, yeah. but um, you know that was like a standout bit for me because I think we have two or three of those flashbacks throughout yeah. it and yeah. yeah it was really intriguing and it was getting to what looked like the resolution of the film <laughs> and I was it thinking, lends what? itself heavily well, what, <laughs> what's that about and then they do kind of reveal it yeah. very much as an aside at the end but did you had you read about the um, the girl in that yeah well well yeah, yeah. Eva yeah. Robbins with an apostrophe <laughs> <laughs> who uh, was actually a bloke? It's a transsexual, isn't it? Transgender. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's probably a shim. So you have those like weird narrative devices which don't seem to make much sense, and they it come comes to it at the end. But yeah, like we mentioned, you know, I don't think there's any concern about like plotting really overall in this film. No, it's laughed at. The plot. By Argento, I think he's. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a necessity. I think that he sort of thinks. Reluctantly well, takes most it. people want something to uh, be yeah, linear. Yeah. So there's we'll, almost an Edward kind of sense of him. I think. I actually, yeah, yeah. I do know what you mean. I, just why should I have to do it that way? I did it. Yeah, because the, the, he takes so. Why should he, have to conform? To he relishes that? those set pieces, and they are they. As much as I don't really like Suspiria and, well, the phenomena I had like lots of issues with, but it is a lot of fun. But there are some moments that they're just so standout. Whether or not that he deserves his status as being this like iconic filmmaker, probably amongst cult uh, fans more than anyone. But I do have to say, like that that tracking shot over the house is. Absolutely amazing! It's it's phenomenal <laughs> for me. For me, I only watched this recently for the first time about two years ago, I think, and I was really blown away by that whole scene because I love I love tracking shots. I love long takes, especially when they're technical like that. Our friend Rich Rich Wells, who done all the lovely design on our website and stuff, and for this these doomsday clocks, and for this, of course, yeah, he had issues with that saying it's quite jerky and it doesn't seem to there's no point to it and stuff I'm like 
have you seen the rest of the film? <laughs> but yeah, it's pretentious. But my idea for this was uh, Argento thought or was under a lot of flack for being a misogynist and saying uh, how many critics were saying like you know you just revel in the the killing and defamation of women basically cutting up beautiful yeah women. which is fair enough and I think but <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it is really oh, it's a fair he does he say. does all of right. the all of the like, does, hand yes. move, like, close-ups are all his hands all the point of view stuff with the, yeah and you know if anyone's seen uh, Stendhal syndrome or um, you know the way Dario Nicolodi is treated in some of the films. This is his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. was in this, and yeah, yeah. she did quite a different role. But like that particular scene, I in my mind, I thought the way it hugged the building and went round it was like the way the camera goes round like a beautiful woman and really focuses on it and like over accentuates stuff. And in my mind, I thought that was him, like having, like you were saying about him taking the piss about the plot. And I thought, is his him about taking the piss about his stylization of stuff? Is him just going over the top and saying, "Well, look, I can even like make bricks look beautiful." He's literally going out. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I, I like to think that in my mind. And it, but it looks ace, and it looks brilliant. It takes ages, but you've got that amazing soundtrack yeah. building up, and it goes from one part of the house to the other, and. Then you wonder what this guy's doing with this, and then it's like, oh yeah, wow! Yeah, because that's it. I mean, they do say on the commentary. There's a point when you're thinking, is this the point of view of the killer trying to break in? But there's yeah, no way. It no, is. no, 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 no. It's impossible. A, not unless he's a ghost. It's an or angel something. or something. Yeah, like. but, uh, <laughs> but it's a stylistic flourish, which it's so separate from the whole movie that it's kind of into, it's paradoxical for me oh, it's, it's it's probably one of the most memorable things about it mm. but it's a, it's yeah a very enjoyable film another very memorable thing about it is the doberman <laughs> again with just utter suspension of logic um <laughs> A very minor character who who turns up at Peter Neal. Yeah, we've not even the hotel of, yeah, uh, We've not even talked about the characters particularly, have we? Peter Neal, who's played by Anthony Franciosa, is it? Francisco. Fra- Francisco. Francisco. I don't know if there's well. Um, well, they say the, the 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 latest book he's written is Tenebrae, which you see at the beginning is it's a bestseller and. It's proving provocative for some readers, anyway. His new novel and like people are dying in the the way that the characters are in the book. So he's under suspicion from the which again the constabulary. Was, again, was Argento's point about the blurring? Is an artist responsible if an audience takes on that, or the suspicion that because Argento's films contain beautiful girls are being cut up, does that mean that he wants that in real life? Mm. You know. Because uh, the the police instantly assume that Peter Neal, the author, is the guy, or he's under suspicion anyway. Yeah. But um, going back to the Doberman, a character who, like you say, is the hotel owner's daughter or yes, something, yeah. who just pops up, is introduced to the audience in the most cursory way, doing a bit of plumbing. Do the hot water, <laughs> <Yes>. actually. <laughs> um, and then spends a huge, huge sequence of the film being chased by a Doberman, although not released by the killer. I don't think. No, no, it just comes out of nowhere. Well, this is it. The dog's barking at her behind a fence. <laughs> she kind of is a bit startled by it and maybe taunts it a bit in retaliation and then walks off. But somehow it gets It's like yeah. a Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> the fact that it's got a door or something yeah. chases her. And it's it goes between being genuinely horrifying because, again, you think this is quite a young actress, isn't she? Yeah. And um, it's not like they've got a stunt dog or something. It's genuinely clambering about on her. <laughs> but once it actually catches up with her, rather than ripping her to shreds, it kind of has a bit of a go, then backs off 
and waits for her to respond. Um, yeah, I just loved the whole irrationality of that scene. <laughs> and even the bit, even though I'm sure this is how it would happen in Ralph, uh, she gets over a, a high fence, the dog gets up close and then looks a bit despondent, and then sort of, you can see the wheels turning in its head. <laughs> This uh, dog's head this as cougar. it backs off <laughs> and takes a run up. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, yeah. No, I think we can reveal this. It then, for the points, for the purposes of the plot, chases her to the killer's basement, <laughs> which is wonderful. And yeah, you just throw your hands and say, "Yeah, as long as I'm enjoying this, it's, yeah, it's wonderful." No, it's, yeah, it's, it's a question of giving yourself over to it. I think absolutely. If if not, if you're going to sit here and go, you know how does that make sense and stuff then um, forget about it it's quite funny though I mean there's loads of people out there who watch Argento films and like back them up massively into to like academically or how they should work and you know technically and stuff but then they won't have the time of day for a, a lot of other films and I'm just like you can't you know <laughs> play fair seriously seriously <laughs> Argento's he's 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 just all about like the moments. We've kind of mentioned that for the plot, such as it is to work, there's a lot of cheating going on. How did you find? Can you remember how you found the ending first time you watched it? Did you get to the end and think what, or do you think yeah? And just even no, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> flabbergasting. It's like really you, yeah. you you put me in all this way for that? Yeah, and even it's, it's okay. Not, I uh, I I got in touch though the police records yes. in uh, uh, was it Rhode Island in like 1967 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no just the actual finale went with um, there are not many people left alive by the end of this but the end that it, it the fact that it ends with a scream that goes on and on and on which actually then, influenced Asia or, or Asia Argento to become an actress their daughter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I I really enjoyed this. I so enjoyed Phenomena as well. I'm I'm definitely going to be checking out some more uh, Dario. Um, <laughs> although I'm so we 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 had a quick um, chat just before this, but you were saying, can I reveal this? Your thoughts are that Argento's rubbish stuff vastly outweighs his good stuff. I think so. Yeah, you're, I think you're happy we, enough for that to go after the Dead Zone and everything. I think if we totted up things, yeah. Like genuinely dotted yeah. up things. Yes. I'm starting to worry when I say this now. Well, you'll be editing the show. Uh, so it's up to you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let me work it out <laughs> physically. That's what the Beatles were saying. I think that, yeah. so. Yeah, I think he's made four genuinely really good films. Right. So the, this, uh, this opera, the Crystal like? Plumage, yeah. opera, and Deep Red. Right. Thunderosa. Well, I haven't seen uh, Cat of Nine Tails and Four Flies on Grain Velvet. Oh well, plenty for you to uh, work through while you're while yeah. you're in France. Okay. No, I just wanted to say I really love the bit in the the documentary where uh, uh, Argento says he's a vegetarian. I love animals, and then they cut to Inferno where they're throwing <laughs> cats on uh, Nicolotti, his ex-wife. <laughs> I don't think that's as much about his love of animals as his hatred of his ex-wife. But, uh, well, I don't know that, but the suggestions are that it was quite a rocky relationship. Peter Neal plays the fool to raise a killer. Yeah. On the other hand, if Peter Neal got it right, wouldn't that be something? Okay, that wraps it up. Hope you've enjoyed it. See you next time. I don't know how to say goodbye in Italian, so I'll say, Buongiorno. Yeah. <laughs>
As we explored the glories of Dario's past, I had to remind myself there were fans of his that would kill for this opportunity, and maybe already had. Paura, paura. Borat. Borat. 